Well, we're still here at Crazy 8 Sports Bar and Grill in Denton. Just recently opened, you know, we just talked to Spider-Man. And uh, when one superhero has to go out and do, do superhero stuff, in my grand opinion, another superhero walks in. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you Denton Firefighter, actually the Deputy Fire Marshal, Gary Wyland. How are you, Gary? Good. Thanks for having me tonight. Did you see Spider-Man? I did. Isn't first that time. cool? That's, That's the, the first real Spider-Man. I thought you'd be a fireman. You'd see all these things. Spider-Man would be sitting there helping you put out fires. I, he should. He right? should, right? Come on. He can. I, I've seen it. He sprays the spider stuff, puts the fire out. Yeah. Leaps and bounds, fly around, <laughs> get up on top of that roof. I wish I wish I could fit in a suit like that. <laughs> <laughs> you can. We just might not look the it's, same. He's got to work. It's, it's just a lot of effort. A lot of effort. So let's introduce you to some people like, oh, who is this guy? Well, you're a Denton firefighter. Yes, and sir. you've been a Denton firefighter for how many years now? Uh, ten years. Ten years. Congratulations on that. Hey, thank and, you. And thank you. Thank you. Hey, I love it. <laughs> right now, your position is Deputy Fire Marshal. Yes, sir. In a brief thumbnail, what does a fire marshal do? Oh, we like to inspect buildings, certificate of occupancies, fire finals. So basically we're checking alarm systems, sprinkler systems, making sure that they have all their fire extinguishers and just basically kind of getting on the other side of the fire, making sure we, we prevent fires right. instead of putting it out. Try to try to keep the guys in the firehouse in the firehouse versus rolling to your facility or your house to put out it put it out. Exactly. Well, that very needful. I know a lot of people are like, oh, gosh, they're here. But <laughs> when you talk about a CFO, I work in the construction industry, and I completely understand that. And we're very favorable when the, when the, when the marshal and the inspector comes in. And no, thank you. Yeah, I did 10 years in ops, and, uh, you know, all the stars kind of lined up, and I wanted to do something a little bit different. My family situation, my kids are all in high school, and uh, you know, the schedule worked out pretty well, and it's given me an opportunity to – to learn some new stuff and so i think i'll make it back to ops one of these days but uh until then i'm enjoying my time in the fire marshal's office excellent let's let's go back let's go a little bit we're gonna do the past present and future so let's go back let's go early gary before fire before firefighting okay so you're originally from quincy yes uh, sir uh illinois quincy illinois quincy illinois where is Qu- I'm not very good at geometry, so I'm not sure. Yeah, so it's uh, it's geography. I <laughs> it is right uh, west central Illinois, right okay. on the Mississippi River. Oh, nice. Yep. Okay. Across uh, right across from Missouri and Iowa, right there. So uh, it's a beautiful area. What did high school Gary like to do? Into sports? You know, I I like to play sports, but but I was really small. Uh, I didn't actually grow until after I graduated really? high school, so I didn't get to participate in high school sports. But how I, how tall were you in high school? Uh, five five, weighed one hundred and ten yeah. pounds. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was basically I, a sixth grader when I graduated high school. You would probably be really good in the wrestling because I was six foot in high school and wanted to play wrestling. And they went, "No, you're too tall." Yeah. All the guys your side would yeah. be looking up tall guys like me. You're going down. No. No, I was I was not super interested in school at the time, so uh, I had uh, in, other interests. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, but then you you said you had a growth spurt after high school. Yep, because you're not five five anymore. No, no, five ten, one seventy five. Yeah. So it was uh, pretty interesting. I started school a little early. I was mm-hmm. four, and so uh, you know I, the, the year after I graduated, I grew. I grew. So if <laughs> I, if I would have started a little bit early, I would have grew my senior wow. year. Maybe yeah. had some opportunities to play sports, but. Yeah. I always played basketball, you know, street ball, uh, softball, baseball, uh, kind of on the side. And uh, so that's, you know, I had some pretty fun times uh, after high school. Something brought you to Texas, to specifically the, the Denton area. What, what, how, when did that occur? Yeah, so we moved down here in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, so it means something happened 
in Quincy. Yes, <laughs> I met my well, wife. You got uh, married. Yeah. So you uh, met you met your girlfriend. You met a girl who I became your girl. girlfriend, became your fiance, became your wife. Exactly. There we go. So we actually went to the same high school. Really? Um, I was a year older than her in school, mm-hmm. and our paths never crossed. Mm-hmm. Never actually met her until after high school. Uh, and it was out of town at a basketball tournament and she had her team. I had my team. I knew all the girls on her team. She right. knew all the guys on my team because it was just one of those very weird situations, but our paths never crossed, right. which was good because in high school it never would have worked <laughs> out. <laughs> and so after high personality school, personality change after high school is what you're saying. Yeah. You know, we just had uh, yeah. different ideas of things. Right. And so, uh, yeah, it worked out. Uh, we got married at 21 years old and started, Having kids. Awesome. How many yeah. kids do you have? We have four. Awesome. What's yeah. their age range? Uh, right now, let's see. They are 14, 16, 18, and 19. Wow. Four, year, four kids in five years. So are, are they at the age, let's see, 14, they're still at the age where mom and dad really don't know what they're talking about? The <laughs> eldest is starting to figure out mom and dad really do know oh, what they're man. talking about. Or oh, they, man. Yeah, it's absolutely. slow. Yeah, I lived that. Of my, it took me to the 20s to realize my parents... We're right huh. you know, all the time. Interesting but, how that works. Yeah. I think yeah, I've gone through that when I was a kid, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, boys, girls? Three boys, one girl. One girl. Yeah, where's the girl in there? Is she in the middle? She, uh, you know, she's number two, yeah. but if you ask her, she'll tell you she's number, number one. one so. Well, she's got the big brothers to look after her, and, and for the guys, you've got sister looking after you. Sometimes yeah. I think that's more of the threat than the brothers looking after the sister. Yeah. And especially yeah. being number two, she's like, yeah. <laughs> she, Good. They, they do very well. They, they're they a really close bunch. Uh, I have no complaints. Good. So you come to Texas, and uh, I, I'm assuming there's some form of interest in firefighting. You know, there wasn't. Uh, growing up, like I said, I was very small. Mm-hmm. And so fighting fire wasn't on my, like, goal list mm-hmm. like I, I had no dream no aspirations that i want to do that because they were these big burly men that i just wasn't and so for whatever reason it just wasn't you know what i wanted to be when right. i grew up and so uh, i actually went to school to be a math teacher and uh some other things worked out uh, kind of got into the retail world mm-hmm. and uh you know started working at walmart and hobby lobby mm-hmm. and uh you know like i said i had some fun playing sports after high school. Mm-hmm. I, I could really run really fast and I could play some baseball and I can dunk a basketball and I'm only 5'10", but <laughs> I had some athleticism. Uh, and so I started kind of trying out for mm-hmm. some of these minor league teams. And so, uh, really? yeah, just to see where I stood. And so I had a little stint with uh, Kansas City T-Bones. Uh, you know, it was one of those situations where I was, I had kids at the time and, it just didn't work out for me because uh, uh, things like that. But uh, then I tried the NFL. I actually came down really? to Denton for uh, an co- uh, NFL combine wow. to see where I stood. Because, like I said, I could I could fly. I could run so pretty fast. Now we're starting to see this competitive part of you that is going to play a major role oh down gosh. the history of your life. Major role. So, <laughs> so bookmark this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Competitiveness. Yes, uh, okay. you could say that. <laughs> so, so in in the football, when you came to the grinder, what you, what'd you find out? How'd you, how'd you what'd you what'd you find out about yourself uh, playing football? So I wasn't big enough or mm-hmm. strong enough. So uh, you know that's all right. That's good. I, I that's okay. See where I stand, right? Right. So open doors, closed doors. Yep. I am not afraid of competition and seeing what I got. Um, but that we were living in Kansas City at the time mm-hmm. and came down here for that and actually loved the area. Uh, and then a, a couple of years later, we were actually 
thinking about moving the moving out of the Midwest, getting away from the snow and ice a little bit, and uh, we're trying to figure out where we want to move to. And uh, we know we want to go somewhere warm, somewhere mm. where the kids could be outside all year instead of cooped up in the yeah. house. And uh, except when it's 110 degrees outside or two degrees. Yeah, right. Welcome to we Texas. Welcome to North extremes. Texas. Yeah, yeah, that's three days apart. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But yeah, that's honestly, you know, it's kind of one of those uh, weird deals where we just said, "Hey, let's go check out Denton again." We yeah. enjoyed that area and and came down and loved it it is it's a cool town it yeah. is a cool i got to learn i i got to uh learn it back when we in the 14 early 15 when we started doing a radio show yeah uh, right there on the square and uh it's a great little town yeah. you know especially right there on the on the square looking at the historic courthouse and yeah great it's awesome so, people are great yeah. they have tons of restaurants yeah. and and it's texas it's Texas. That's all you need to say. Yeah, that's what, that's what I found out. You know, I wasn't born here, but I got here as fast as I could. <laughs> Amen. So at some time, uh, what what interested you in uh, the fire department? Yeah, so I was, I was actually down here about six months, and um, my, my son came in to see me at the store and said, you know, when I grow up, I want to work here. And, you know, something just kind of struck a chord with me at that point. You know, I was, I was 31, yeah. and... I still felt like I was in the prime of my life and, you know, just very physically active and halfway smart. And I thought, man, what am I doing in my life? I need to, I need to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And, uh, I I knew I wanted to serve my community, Mm -hmm. but I also needed to support my family. So I thought, you know, what can, what kind of job does that? So I looked in the military, uh, really wasn't for me at the time. Uh, I looked into actually the police academy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that really rang with me uh and then i saw a fire truck drive by one day and i was like man what do firefighters really do you know other than put fire out like wet uh, stuff on the red stuff right and uh i looked into it and they go to car wrecks and they're Mm -hmm. emts Mm -hmm. and they fight fire and uh and they're super active and you have to be smart and go to school and train and always working and i thought that's exactly what i want to do i serve my community and and still be able to support my family and so um, actually, uh, I had to, so that's what I did, man. It was, it was crazy, but I had four kids at the time and I still do, but my wife wasn't working and, uh, you know, it's, I felt like that's what I needed to do. So, yeah. um, I quit my job mm-hmm. and put myself through fire Academy and EMT school. Uh, and I was planning on, uh, volunteering for about yeah. three to five years. Uh, that's what, that's what it takes to get hired on somewhere, yeah. uh, typically, and, uh, you know, the stars just kind of lined up for me uh, for whatever reason. I think it was divine intervention. Uh, but, you know, I got all certified in August of uh, 2011 and got hired on in September of 2011. <laughs> One thing you said that I think people didn't catch is you put yourself through the fire academy and through AMT training. Uh, my my, my um, cousin that I mentioned for who's uh, L.A. City, same thing. He put himself through the academy. Cool. Uh, my nephew, who uh, probably by the time this airs, has already been moved, but he's uh, going out to Arizona, just got hired from a, uh, a department there for yep. a firefighter. Same thing, been putting himself through what they call self-sponsorship through the different fire academies and all the training. Very so there's good. you you invested in yourself. Oh, yeah. Really. It was quite a sacrifice. It was... Uh, some, something smells good in here. Sorry. All right. So it's some sacrifice. Yeah. I definitely... Uh, invested in myself it was a little bit of a leap of faith mm-hmm. uh, but that's not, i knew that's what i wanted yeah. to do and there was i was going to put all my efforts into it 
I have a feeling that something's going to play. Uh, there's going to be a very common thread through everything in our conversation. You talk about a leap of faith. Um, some people says, well, I hope, I hope. There is the hope of like, well, I'm just going to cross my fingers. And then there's a, a greater hope. Um, and one thing when I'm just looking into who you are, at least what, what's out there about you, yeah. that uh, your faith plays a major part in that. At least I'm, I'm going to assume. Oh, absolutely. Because a lot of the words, you know, they're that, you know, it's just not, you know, the common thing. Well, I'm going to trust God. It's, it's, it's that and then some, as, as you mentioned, serving your community, serving mm-hmm. others, as we were talking to Spider-Man here earlier. says, you know, it's one thing you do for the community, but it's, it's our calling. We are called to, you know, the, great, the greatest commandment is to love one another, the right. greatest of all the commandments. And uh, with, you, with your faith, I've, I've seen, and I think we're going to see, if I, I'm imagining we're going to see a very common thread <laughs> of how your faith is intertwined with everything that happens from this moment, moment on of your life where we are in the book of your life right now to where we are today. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm just giving a little bit of a, <laughs> a little toehold for everyone to kind of pay attention with. So Fire Academy, EMT school. Yep. You apply at Denton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's that's. I'm sure that's fun. Yeah, it's like it, applying at a police department, right? So it actually it was a little bit backwards. I actually applied in January of mm-hmm. 2011, mm-hmm. and I hadn't I had zero certs. I hadn't gone through any oh any classes. hadn't done anything, but I just wanted to start the process and see what happened. And I was planning on applying at all the cities in the whole area. Uh, Shotgun approach, yeah, yeah. And uh, it just, you know, I. I had to have an income mm-hmm. um, with my four kids and my right. wife wasn't working. So I actually found a job working overnight in Fort Worth at Dan and Yogurt, mm-hmm. driving a forklift in the freezer. Uh, but I worked 12-hour shifts yeah. so I could work half the week and be off half the week. So it allowed me to time to study and put myself through through school. Uh, it was a little bit of a pay cut, yeah. uh, but we knew that this was gonna. This is what I needed to do. This is what I was called to do. And, uh, and so I applied in January, Fire Academy was over the next few months. I'd gone through all the physicals, mm-hmm. the interviews and everything. And by the time all that happens, it takes about four or five months yeah. before they create this list. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going through Fire Academy and then EMT school was over the summer. Uh, during that time, uh, you, 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 they create this list that says, hey, this is where you landed out mm-hmm. of, there was 350 people that tested. Oh, that's, uh, that's a small list. It was small. It's Very usually a small. thousand, thousand. Or 2,000. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my nephew is, there's thousands. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, I had zero experience mm-hmm. in fire uh, related EMT stuff. Right. Uh, but, you know, I think that that may have helped me as with my interviews and how everything went because I ended up being number two on this list wow. out of 350 people. So very blessed, fortunate uh, to be where I was in my life at that time. Mm-hmm. What was made me nervous was uh in may they hired the first person off the list <laughs> and i wasn't certified yet and they ah. <laughs> yeah it wasn't until Ooh. until august and so i'm like what do i do they said well there's no positions open now anyway so just keep, keep, going keep doing school, what you're doing. doing what you're doing if something comes up before that well, we will skip you and go to the next person yeah. but then if something else opens up before january then we can come back yeah. to you and so i you know, it was just doing what I was doing and, you know, learning and training and studying. And it all worked out because I got certified in August and in Man. September I got the phone call. So it's pretty amazing. That is, that is the, the uh, leap of faith, literally. It's, you know, like you said, you know, with the kids, wife and kids. And uh, but there again, the competitiveness and the determination, all of which we're going to 
we're going to come full circle on this here really quickly. So we're in the fire department. Yep. Um, a dangerous job. Can be. Um, a, a job where you can really get hurt just by jumping out of a truck. I've seen it. <laughs> my my uh, cousin had a chainsaw fall on his hand. Not the blade part, but the body of it. He yeah. kind of did some damage to his hand. And he's, he's got about five more years before retirement. But he's also fallen off a roof, fell and fallen through the roof. Same thing with my, uh, my cousin and my uncle who are firefighters out in California. And I know it's a, a hazardous um, you know, uh, position and it's going to come with its injury. So I'm thinking, what was it? The 2016, you had a, you had a knee surgery. Yep. Yeah. Or knee replacement or knee surgery. Yeah. It was a partial knee yeah. replacement. Okay. Mm-hmm. There again, we talk about it like, yeah, I got a haircut. I got a new partial knee replacement. Yeah. So, so your dad, your firefighter, when you're a firefighter around that, uh, 2018, what were you doing in the department at the time? What was your position? I was a driver engineer. That's the coolest job. It's the best. You get to honk the horn. <laughs> you get we to get honk to the horn. Make lots of noise, honk, drive real fast. That's great. Michael White grew up watching Emergency 51 on television. Hey. You know, with, uh, I uh, forget the, 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 the driver, but the wheel was, you know, I'm holding my hands about three feet apart. It just looked like that was just the coolest thing. And mm-hmm. give you a little bit of back history here. My dad worked for 3M Company for 30 years, people who invented AFFF and ATC. So when you want to talk about, you know, AFFF, ATC. Wow. I could talk you to you with it that. All. It's probably awesome. changed, but I've been in many fires out in California, tanker fires, and watching my dad being the superhero. That's cool. Do this, do a three percent over there, six percent over there. Use this nozzle, do this. You know, this many flow rates, and awesome. Dad was my hero, but yeah, I got to learn a lot about that. Got to ride on uh, Fireboat One out of uh, the LA, uh, the LA County Fireboat. And Very cool. So that was my experience growing up. Of course, being a Boy Scout, that helped because you always get invited to these cool things. But how did you not become a firefighter? <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> right? Thank went you. Went to the wrong desk during career day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I, I, I went to many of the wrong desks in career day throughout my life. And, uh, and then when they said, radio, yeah, let's radio. do that. Yeah, but, so, so you're the, the coolest job on, on, the, on the earth of, of driving a fire truck, oh, which yeah. is just very, very cool. And I know you do more than that. I have a buddy that uh, I think he's, uh, I forget what department he is, and that's his job. Um, because of an injury, that's all he can do. <laughs> he hurts gotcha. really bad, so he drives and operates pumping and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It, it is a very technical job. I realize you're just not driving. You're also operating the pumps. So we come into two, 2018. Yes, sir. Dad, fire department, everything's going peachy king. Great. Sometime in fall. So this, this, this is the, what do they call it? This is the elephant in the room. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Was it Thanksgiving Day? Thanksgiving morning. Thanksgiving morning. Doing what any dad with family does. It's Thanksgiving. What do you do? Wake up, wake up late. No, that's me. Wake up late so you can eat into the day, but or wake up early, start eating. <laughs> but you know, you're going to go out. You're going to throw the football. Yep. And uh, I'm just going to lead her in. Something happened. Something Absolutely. wasn't right. Absolutely. It's uh, it's like you said. It's Thanksgiving. It's mm-hmm. it's it's turkey bowl. You yeah. know, it's it's football and turkey. That's it. Naps. And, uh, what else is there? And turkey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, we start the day off throwing the football around and running down the field. And uh, you want something to drink? I'm good. Okay. Next thing, uh, next thing I know, my knee's swelling up. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd felt that before. Uh, yeah. I knew kind of what, what was happening. And so uh, just kind of sat down and, and, and watched it happen. And so couldn't believe what was happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, next thing I know, it's... It, it won't stop swelling. It's about the size of a bowling ball. Oh, uh, it was 
excruciating pain, uh, the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and next thing I know, my, my foot starts to hurt real bad, which I've never felt before. And it was absolutely insane. Um, so much so that um, I couldn't stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my buddies had to literally, and this is so horrible, but they literally had to carry me off the field in front yeah. of my kids. Yeah. Uh, which is the worst feeling in the right. world, um, and and rushed me to the hospital, you know, and uh, you know it was it was horrible. I, mm-hmm. I rolled into the ER and and I knew the doctors and I knew you know, I knew everyone there and they're just like you're usually what, the person rolling people exactly. in, not being rolled exactly. in. Exactly. Uh, and so I was I don't remember a whole lot, but I remember being very painful mm-hmm. and uh, and I couldn't feel my foot anymore. And so um, the, the, the pain got so bad that they knocked me out pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, they said night, night. And so yeah. I was okay with Thank that. Thank you. Yes, yeah. 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 So um, I found out that uh, the doctors uh, were trying to restore blood flow to my foot. Um, the, 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 my popliteal artery had been mm. severed Ooh. and... Uh, and there was no more blood flow. So that yeah. was causing the numbness. That was causing the pain. Uh, and so the doctors actually spent about 13 hours trying Oof. to restore blood flow oh. to my foot. Um, some of the best doctors yeah. around. And so, uh, unfortunately, they, uh, they could not mm-hmm. repair the blood flow. And so the decision ultimately was made to amputate my leg. Uh, just below my knee. So, um, not something that anyone ever wants to face, uh, especially someone as, as active (laughs) as I am. Uh, the job that I have is, is very much, uh, I need, I need two legs. (laughs) You, you, I mean, I need two legs to climb ladders and stand on roofs and 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 pull people out of cars and buildings. And and, you you are, you are the rescuer (laughs) and you're put in that position of, in a sense, needing to be rescued. Yeah. Not, not a position I ever wanted to be in or ever imagined could possibly be in, you know? And, and so I find myself, in a hospital bed without a leg uh, and all these thoughts and emotions and feelings mm-hmm. just racing through my mind. Uh, you know, what, what does my future look like? Yeah. How do I support my family? Right. Can I work? What can I walk? Like uh, all these crazy thoughts. Uh, it's pretty tough, you know? And so, you know, all the guys and, you know, girls from work came and visited me, my chief and everyone, and which was great, you know. Um, but there was still just this this horrible feeling, you know, inside of me, like, what just happened? Yeah. You know, why did this happen? How did this happen? Like, what what is even going on right now? Am I dreaming? Is this a nightmare? Like, this cannot possibly be real. I, I, I can't even imagine that. That you know, I've gone in like I, I went into bicep, said I tore a bicep, so I had to go in for surgery. Woke up from that just fine. Woke up the next day, I uh, couldn't breathe. I was about 180, 
irregular. I had bilateral lower lobe pneumonia. It was an AFib. Wow. You know, rushed the ER on 9-11, my wife's birthday of all days, no way. in the emergency room. We were just fortunate that the doctor, the cardiologist, who was like top cardiologist in the Austin area, was there. You know, that's one thing. Like, am I going to have a heart attack? I can, I can probably overcome that or, you know, a stroke or something like that. But to say, have the doctors come in and say, hey, I, I imagine, did, did they tell you or it was one of those things you just woke up? And no, I uh, I knew about it. Yeah. Uh, they woke they woke me up uh, that next day, yeah. basically. And, and over the next 24 hours, I was being inundated with questions and concerns. And yeah. this is what's going to happen. And it's all still fuzzy, yeah. honestly. Uh, but... But, uh, you know, that was a decision that apparently I had made. <laughs> I don't know yeah. actually recall saying, hey, let's okay. do this. Yeah. But but I guess, you know, I guess I did. And uh, that, that had to be, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just a weird feeling yeah. uh, to know that that happened. Because something we brought out earlier is, you know, where, where faith plays a major part in your, in your life, um, that... I, I, I can just imagine, you know, if if I'm going to put myself in in your in your position, that I'm going to say, you know, it's it, it's it literally it's firing like firecrackers. It's like all these questions and thoughts and everything. But yeah, I'm imagining that it comes in there that you know, hey God, why me? I mean, that the serious, not just the cry of you know confusion, wanting to know, but that very somber, why me my identity is husband father firefighter community member i did that on two legs why you know i always told my kids that everything happens for a reason right and uh and for me i didn't i didn't dwell too much on why me? Mm-hmm. Woe is me. And I attribute that to my faith, mm-hmm. uh, partially. Uh, but uh, another part, big part, is my kids. Yeah. Um, I vividly remember, and this happened very early on. I think it was literally hours after my amputation that all four of my kids came into the hospital room and stood beside my bed and looked down at me all four of them at the same time like I was the most pathetic thing that they'd ever seen in their entire life and um, they, they'd never looked at me like that before yeah. and hours before this I'm I'm literally dunking a basketball like yeah. I'm like Superman yeah. I felt like to my kids you know uh, you were and you are Superman to your kids I mean the way my dad w- was my superhero the last hero on earth so yeah and so, you know, it, it was absolutely horrible for them to yeah. see me like that. And it was absolutely horrible for me, for me to yeah. see them look at me like that. But I will say that that was a defining moment mm-hmm. in my life that set the course for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because I decided, and, and it's important to understand this, but I decided like right then and there that this was not going to beat me. That I was going to figure out how to be the very first amputee firefighter in the world. I didn't know any amputees. I didn't know if this was even possible. I knew nothing about it. You're doing this within hours. People will spend weeks, if months, if not 
years thinking this. You're like, so this is, and we talked about earlier about the competitiveness. Here it's in. Here, <laughs> here, here it is. Here it comes back full force. This yeah. is, I guess this is the per- proverbial, oh, hell no. Pretty much. I, this will not define me. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And, and, uh, and of course, I had a lot of bad days. It was a roller coaster for many, many days and, and weeks and months. Yeah. Uh, but, but ultimately, you know, it, my family, huge support system. Uh, my, my faith was huge. The church family, my fire family, like community. Those are two very tight families right there. Yeah. Tighter yeah. than blood family a lot of times. Absolutely. They would do anything for yeah. you, you know, and, and vice versa, yeah. you know. Um, so that, that helped on my bad days. Uh, yeah. It's still, there's still a, that mental battle you go through. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I'm doing this no matter what. I'm doing this. There's no plan B. And, uh, you know, my chief would come in and say, hey, you know, we support you. What yeah. can we do? We want to help you. And, uh, uh but, you know, you could always do this. Yeah. You could always be an inspector. You could do these other positions, you know. It, just so you know, we got your back. That door's open. You know what so I that, mean? That, that's yeah. got to be a, a huge encouragement knowing that that family, that's that the fire family is there and say, listen, the door's open. Absolutely. That's got to be a, a big encouragement. And that's a testament huge. to Denton. Yeah. The city of Denton, the way that they treat their people is, is amazing. Yeah. Very blessed. Very fortunate to be here. Uh, because I have heard of other departments where this has happened to guys and they are literally fired. Be, and less. You know, and, and, and less. Less than this. Yeah, I was saying my, my cousin who's uh, in uh, in California, chainsaw, not the blade, but you know the, the body mm-hmm. of it fell on his hand and you know, damaged his hand. He's gone through therapy and everything. But they're like, ah, we're going to retire you. He's like, I got six more years. So he's back as an inspector doing like what you do, but there five more years. There you go. He may go teach at the academy, but he's five more years. Yep. Yeah, so I always had that. Um, they kept saying that to yeah. me, and so, which was great, but it was never really in my realm of thought. I was always, thank you, but no thanks. <laughs> I'm going to get back on a rig. And so, uh, fortunately, they were supportive of that. That is, that is, like I said, that is often very rare. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, major hats off to for Denton. Because, uh, you know, having family that are in law enforcement, firefighting on my side, and knowing how well they were taken care of. Um, and, and soon to be, with a nephew going into a cool. fire department in Arizona. Yep. Yeah, darn kid. And uh, <laughs> li- leaving California for Arizona. But he, he will be an asset. Um, but that is awesome that they're, they're, they did that for you. So, okay, so we're, we, we went from having your kids, as you said, looking down upon you. Well, they're physically looking down. But I, I, I can imagine... I almost wish they were here, but I, I can imagine when I saw my dad in a hospital bed, as we had Spider-Man here earlier, you go to the hospital and Spider-Man's in a bed. It is the, but, but, but wait, you're not supposed to be in the bed. As right. a firefighter, you're the one rolling people in. You have rescued people and bringing them in, bringing them in after you stabilize them, you're helping them. Yep. Now you're in that helpy the one needing that, that, that help. patient role. Yeah. So I imagine that the kids saw you as like, holy cow, you know, our superhero is... He's not indestructible. He, he's, he's down. <laughs> yeah. But I imagine hearing them, having them hear you, basically, uh, excuse me, but oh, hell no, this will not define me. Absolutely. And, and seeing you, you know, come back. So after you get out of the hospital... Uh, rehab and everything like that. 
what was your mindset going into rehab? Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm a little bit competitive. No, and <laughs> we're going to find out more about that real, real soon. Uh, so, so I, don't, I don't like to take things easy mm-hmm. and light. I just like to do. So, uh, you know, they wanted to start off as, as transferring. Let's learn how to move from the bed to the wheelchair and, and then learn how to roll in the wheelchair and, and go into the bathroom and go onto your, uh, into the tub by using a shower chair and, yeah. and all this. And, and I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> we're, we're going right into uh, to running. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Like, you got to uh, walk. You got to crawl to walk to run. Yeah, no, no, that's not really how I do yeah. things. So, uh, you know, I did. I grabbed some crutches, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, use that. I'd rather use that than a wheelchair. Yeah. I wanted to be up and moving. Uh, they, they wanted to take it easy. They wanted me to learn how to do some stretches and. Uh, let it heal, which which I need to let it heal, of course. But and Gary's like, yeah, yeah, next, next, come on, what's exactly. next? What's next? Exactly. Cooper, get off the let's, pot. Let's what's next? Up, let's show I'm me walking up these stairs. Six weeks? No, that's three weeks time. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Move or get out of the way. I there spend, again, competitiveness. Yeah. With yourself. Yeah. I spent about five days in rehab, and that was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We're, we're gonna we're gonna see this yeah. pattern. If you were to have your kids and your wife here. And you say, how, how, if I ask them, how did dad or Gary not look and how did you see him? How, yeah, how did you see him at that time? What, how, would they, how would they respond? I mean, during the time during rehab, when you are truly fighting like heck. Yeah. How, what would, if I asked them, hey, during that time, how did you see your dad? How did you see your husband? You know, I, I would say that they, looking back, would say confused frustrated like i i don't understand what is happening mm-hmm. right now because i felt like i was still kind of the same person mm-hmm. trying to be the same person just with one leg right and so for them to see me still moving around and trying to do things you know i, I think they're kind of like it's different but it's yeah. still my dad I, I don't really know how to i don't understand this you know what i mean like uh, i would say that they were they felt I don't think they felt sorry for me ever, Um, but they're still like, still down, Mm -hmm. still, still trying to comprehend everything that was happening in the moment. But I think they were still processing what what was going to be happening in the future too at the same time. And so they were just kind of we were all kind of in a state of just unknown. Well, your dad, you are you are everything to your kids and everything to your wife. You know, I'm not talking about just the financial support and the head of the household. You are, you know, in the family, you're the Godhead. Yeah. You know, we were, we were told that you are, you are the, the, the priest of the house. Yeah. So, I mean, you are looked, you are looked to for direction, for support, for encouragement, for strength, for, for spiritual strength. Yeah. During that time, do you think you, I don't know if I can describe it, but you almost kind of internalized everything. You kind of put a bubble around Gary. Not that you're ignoring him. It's, I've got to get through this i got to get past this hurdle through this valley right yeah through the shadows yeah there we go description <laughs> you know, through the valley of shadows of doubt yeah right yeah. yeah and and like i said the goal for me mm-hmm. was to be a firefighter again yeah. so 
I wanted to get there as fast as I could. I wanted to run through that valley. Like I didn't want to see any darkness. Uh, that's just, that was my goal. There was no plan B. Um, so my, I still believed that, like I said, I told my kids that everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. So who am I to, to go back on that? I can't eat my own words. You know what I mean? And so this was actually my opportunity to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. And so that was the attitude that I had, uh, from the very, very early on, like almost the day of it was, you know, you you say, you know, why, why did this happen Mm -hmm. to me? Mm -hmm. Well, for some reason I don't, I don't have that attitude. Instead, it's it's why did this happen for me? And, Ooh, and that that's that's powerful right there. You know, and how why, say, it, s- s- to say that again? I want to absorb that again. Yeah, uh, why did this happen for me? If we could look at our adversities in life, our obstacles, our stumbling blocks, and say, you know, instead of the why me, Lord, I. 55, I still have, I, I, I go out to the back property with my horses, a great listener doesn't answer me, doesn't yeah. talk back, and I do have the why, why Lord, why? Yeah. If I could do more of, okay, Lord, not why, why to me, but, you know, you literally turn around, okay, how is this going to be used for you in a greater good? Exactly, and... and that's, that's, dude, that's made, that's, that's, that that is faith that is major (laughs) faith not just saying i have faith that is putting your faith out and go you know what i that is the full armor of god right there i have full trust in you god that we're good you knowing that he's got you that is awesome believe it 100 percent. and and i i kind of took it to the next level it was it was why did this happen you know for me so that i can help others you know, and, and having that perspective, that attitude, that eternal perspective, it just, it makes sense to me. And, and I'm trying to use this to help as many people as I can. And, and I wouldn't say this lying in that hospital bed, Michael, but, but now I can say that this was a gift, you know, cause it could have been a lot worse. I could have very easily died that day. Yes. Um, Plenty of clots, Physic- below. physically yeah, death. It was insane, yeah. Or emotional death. Oh yeah. I have seen people, and you know, my wife and I have worked people vision impaired and blind with guide dogs, and I've seen people give up and talk, heard people that when they lost their sight, yep. that were to give up and get ready to check out permanently. Where a challenge like you experienced, um, it, you have a quote where it says something about a, 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 you know, hitting a bump in the road. I forget what what your quote is, but you you said something in in. Uh, in it's not a bump in the road. It is the road. It is the road. Yeah. Absolutely. Just part of it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, talk about faith and hope. To me, faith is like a muscle. Okay. If I want my, if I want my muscles to get stronger, if I want to build my muscles, I got to go to work. I got to do something. I got to act. And the same thing with faith. Like if I want my faith to grow, mm-hmm. I need to act. I need to do. I need to serve. And that's that you put your faith into action. Faith is an action word. Yeah. And som- sometimes, like when you're working out, it hurts. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so what. Absolutely. How do you build muscles? You tear muscles, they heal, they get bigger. Yep. Same thing with your spiritual muscles. So obviously, I'm going to jump right in. And obviously, you get back to the department. Yep. How long from the amputation... Hey, you're back at 
at the station or the office, whatever it is. You back oh, at the station. Just call, back just call, the station. They, I'm just going to call it. I'm not a firefighter, but they always say, eh, when you're back at the house. <laughs> yep. Back in the house. Making chili. Yep. And spaghetti. I don't know what else fire, <laughs> firemen eat. No, we, we have all the fixings, man. We have steak and potatoes what? and beans. Come on over and eat oh, man, it's great. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Uh, you know, it was it was ten months and six days. Ten months, si- but who's counting, right? No, Gary's not competitive. <laughs> so in the race between you, you and you, or right. as I would say, me, myself, and I, as if I was Gary. So um, I can imagine that uh, that three person race. You're right. Going, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you. I'm beating you. I'm beating you. <laughs> ten months and six. Would you say six days? Yep. That back on the rig. Back to my old position. That is determination. That is guts. It's a lot of faith, too. It, it was, and it is, um, 100%. That's, that's why uh, I give it all to God, you know? That's awesome. Um, the little bit that I did, a little bit of blood, a little mm-hmm. bit of sweat, a little bit of tears that I shed during those 10 months, definitely worth it. So I watched a, um, a movie. It was about Navy divers. It had, uh, uh, not Al Pacino, what's his name, um, from New York, the... Uh, Scrunchy, grouchy guy from New York, actor. Uh, oh, um, not uh, not Scorsese. Uh, anyways, and uh, Cuban Junior, Junior, Cuba, Cuba, Cuba Gooding Junior is the Navy diver. Yeah. After he retired, you know, it's it's um, you know, it's 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 all about that. Anyways, he had for his to be reinstated into the Navy diving, he had to put on the suit that was like three hundred pounds to take yep. twelve steps. And this this character is yelling, "You will take 10, 12 steps. You will do this." And he goes, <laughs> you know, Master Chief, whatever his name was. So. I imagine going back into the apartment and they go, hey, welcome back. Here you go. There's probably a few things they want to know. Hey, can you do this job? Because right. you are a firefighter. You're, yep. a, you're a fireman. And whether you're going to be a marshal, a, the engineer, uh, whatever it may be, you have to perform because you never know. You might be driving the truck, and next thing you know, you've got to be up on a ladder, in the cutting house. through a roof, jumping down, saving people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as a driver engineer, we uh, step up as captain. Whenever our captain yeah. is off on vacation or sick, we, we, so for captain, we're definitely in the house. We're definitely on the roof. We're definitely yeah. pulling people out. So, so I had to be 100% capable of doing any position in the fire department. Um, I will back up a little bit and say that, I was ready to go at six months. <laughs> I, I bet. And, and no I, doubt, you know, I passed, passed all the physical six requirements months at the six month mark. Uh, but that made the chief a little nervous. <laughs> uh, cause I, I'd kind of, I've done it quickly. Yeah. And so, so we had to pump the brakes a little yeah. bit. We had to say, okay, you're serious about this. And he knew me. He yeah. knew how competitive I am and how much I, I work and, and I don't ever give up or quit on anything. And so, and so he knew I was working, uh, but, but I, I think I surprised everyone when I said, let's do it. Let's do it. And so he was like, okay, okay, Gary, I know you're going to get here. <laughs> I know you're going to do this, but, but let's, let's just make sure, you know? Yeah. And so, so, you know, we came up with a list of some, a little, a few more requirements to, to say, you know what, let's put you through this scenario. Let's get through this scenario. Let's, let's, let's work with this crew and that crew and everyone. Let's, let's make sure everyone is on board with this because, um, you know, it's not just about me. It's about my crews. Yeah. It's about everyone. It's about the department. It's, it's saying, okay, I know you can do it, but 
let's let's just let's show everyone that yeah. you can do it. And you you have to make sure that they're comfortable. I'm I think exactly. you as a person, I imagine that you were still one hundred percent Gary. It's like if we're in that situation, can you come and do this? So I think you know there might have been some of that. Hey, prove the physical part. Yeah, yeah. What now? When people think amputation, they think you know a lot of the what we see on television. It you know it looks like a tries to make it look as normal of a leg as possible. You don't have that. Well, you no. might have that, but what you, what you're sporting today <laughs> is uh, 2025. You know, Flash Gordon in the future. Right. What do you got? Yeah. So uh, this is it's called an Explore. It's like a blade mm-hmm. leg. Uh, it's super versatile. Very light. Um, can do just about anything I want it to do. Does it go? No, 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 no. Sometimes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Uh, it doesn't have an ankle. So mm-hmm. uh, people have a misconception that I can do more with this yeah. than my original leg, and and I can't. Uh, I it'll give me back what I give it. You yeah. know, and I have a knee to push down into right. it, and then it can push back. But I don't have an ankle or a calf. I can't jump off of it. But I can land on it, you know, and I can I can run as long as I, I, I power through it. Yeah. So it takes about twice as much work to do uh, anything. So uh, good thing you've I'm got working. that competitive nature of yourself <laughs> to like compete against yourself. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're at six months. You're good to go. Ten months and six days. You're back at the house. Signed off. Hundred percent. You had to prove like go up the ladder, move the ladder, pull the hoses. Um, I saw a video where yep. you were there with a sledgehammer doing the Punisher, is it called? Yep, the I, Punisher. I, I, yeah. I was seeing when uh, when the fire department uh, in Culver City was doing some of these. I'm like, well, that's stupid. Why wouldn't uh, they do that? Yeah. We just go to a range and shoot. That's <laughs> right? easy. What are you, what are you, why are you going up five flights with it? Just set it up in the yeah, elevator. Right? Firemen. <laughs> hey, somebody with a gun. You can negotiate with somebody with a gun. Negotiate with a fire. Right. Right. Exactly. Just put a little wet stuff on the who, red stuff. Who, who's right? crazy now? <laughs> so you had to perform those tasks to, to prove because you have to you have to meet the minimum expectations of what a firefighter is going to do. Absolutely. And I'm sure you kind of made it made a new mark. Yeah. <laughs> and you just tell them, I did it with one leg, one leg behind my back. You know. So. <laughs> well, I will say <laughs> that. Uh, I. I I surprised myself. Yeah. You know, I'm very happy with where I where I am and what I was able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say that's not. I keep saying I and me, and it's yeah. not. It's my community. Yeah. It's everyone around me supporting it's me. It's the kids. It's your wife. It's your firehouse. Yep. It, it exactly is. Yep. I mean, and like even said when when you're known out on the, on the left the west coast left coast, <laughs> <laughs> you know, by uh, an active firefighter and someone that's going to be a firefighter, you know, you're. Your message, which we're going to talk about here, Nick, has really gotten out. So you're back. Uh, you're now uh, deputy fire marshal, which we talked about your duties earlier. Yep. So, so you know, people like, oh, they got him a desk job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually what I think most firefighters really strive to be. Yeah. You want to get to that captain. You want to maybe go that chief. But you want to get to that where, as they always say, you work smarter, not harder. That you take your knowledge and and expand upon that and share that with others and provide a more I don't know, intellectual role. But, I mean, you're taking your knowledge. But at the same time, if you're saying, we need you on the truck, you're there. Yep. Yeah. We're actually, you know, 
I actually get a little bit of overtime every now and then on a weekend yeah, and get, so to, get to be on a truck a little bit. There so I kind of have the best of both worlds God, right now. Just, man, that's just got to be. That's awesome. Here's my one joke. You know why they uh, carry a uh, Dalmatian on the fire truck? Why is that? So the fire department can find the fire hydrants. <laughs> nice. How many firemen does it take to change the light bulb? All of them. Six. One to change the light bulb. Five to hold, cut the hole in the roof and hold the ladder. Hey, there you go. It's important. Yeah, that's Everybody it. Has a job. <laughs> that was a really bad dad, bad, bad, bad dad joke. So, all right. So you're back at the department. Um, yep. You're you get to this position. The story could end there. Yeah. It really could. Um, it's gone down several different paths. One path is because when you show up as fireman and you know you're you are the other super like we had Spider Man, you're a superhero to a lot of kids. You're fireman. Oh my gosh, they wave at you with right. all their fingers. Extended, not like unfortunately a policeman, <laughs> but no. I mean, you're, you're you're there to save lives, and they see you walk up, and they might notice. You know, if you're in your turnouts, you're not going to know. Yeah. And I assume your turnouts just look like everyone else's turnouts. Yep. But should they see you, and they wait, wait a minute, something's, something's different. different. Mm-hmm. That's that's that man's a robot, mommy. Yeah. So you have kids asking questions. So this, you know, adults will will figure it out pretty quickly. So yep. instead of explaining to kids each and every single time, you went down a path which is smart because you help parents with a difficult, very difficult and awkward question. Mommy, why does that man only have one leg? Yep. So you went and you did something about that. And I think is is genius, <laughs> just pure genius. Tell us about your books. So uh, it started... Because uh, when I got back on duty, uh, some some teachers heard about me mm-hmm. um, getting back to fighting fire on on one leg, and so they asked me to come speak in their classrooms and talk to kids about overcoming adversity mm-hmm. and and working hard and not giving up. And so I started doing that, and I loved it. I loved uh, sharing my story and talking to kids and encouraging them to just fight and and don't ever quit. And I was kind of going classroom to classroom, and uh, I thought, this is, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I, want, I got this message. How can I get it out to the masses? And that's when I decided to write a children's book. And so, uh, you know, I'd met a bunch of amputees along the mm-hmm. way. And so I wanted to write something that, um, that spoke to people. And so it ended up being a kind of a twofold mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, uh, firstly, I, I wanted to take that shock factor away from kids, like you talked about. You know, um, whenever I, whenever they see me in public, yeah. at the grocery store or the ball game, I their their jaw drops and their head just turns and they're just shocked, right? Yeah. And so the parent like grabs their head and pulls them away, Don't stops staring, and makes it awkward. Yeah. And or the kid, you know, it, there's just some some awkward situations yeah. there. And as an amputee, um, you know, I will say that. Um, it is it is the worst day of our life. Mm. Okay, losing a limb is like losing a very close family member. I couldn't even imagine. You know, it, you know, it just it's is. It's got to be. I I can only imagine where you know, and I I've seen it in movies. Of course, an actor portraying this, I feel half the person that I was. I don't feel like I'm, <laughs> you know, valuable anymore. Right. You you have, I I hope you have proven that to yourself. Like you are very valuable. Yeah, and you are you truly are priceless. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, we all are, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, but there's a grieving process. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it, it, it really is a part of you that's gone forever, you know, and and uh, and so uh, unfortunately, time it does heal, but mm-hmm. it's in my face every day. Yeah. And so, so for some people, you know, they're curious, Hey, there's only got one leg or one arm or this or that. And so as humans, we're curious and we want to say, Hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. What happened? You know? Yeah. And so I was walking over. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, 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 right. You know? And so, uh, for me, it's not a big deal when people ask because of my message because I want to share with them this message of hope and perseverance, but most amputees. You know, yeah. it doesn't go well, right? Because yeah. you're just reminding them of the worst day of right. their life, you know? And so I want to take this shock factor away so kids, they can see they can see it in a book. And then that shock factor happens in the book. Right. And then when they see them in public, they're like, oh, okay. And then they just keep it moving. The first, right? first book, Fisher's Accident. Fisher's Accident. And uh, this is going to blow your mind. Yeah. But it's about a firefighter. No. <laughs> and, wait, wait. Uh, yeah. Firefighter have an accident on the job. You no, know, he does. Oh. He does, and uh, goes to the hospital. And guess what? He has to have his leg amputated. Yeah. You know, and so it's 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 a lot, right? For a kid's book, you think, man, that's that's too much for a little kid. Turns out, kids are absolutely fascinated with this book, mm-hmm. like. Four, three, four, five-year-old, six-year-old kids are absolutely drawn to this book, and it's—I'm a fireman. I'm—I don't have this master linguistical way of talking or writing, but it's something about it that kids are just drawn to, and they—I get messages all the time from total strangers all over the country that say, "Hey." My kid loves this book. They sleep with it next to them. They have to read it the first thing in the morning and at night, you know. And and I'm like. That's awesome because guess what? It opened up this conversation with these kids about reality, about real life things that could happen. And guess what? Now you can see that this person, it's a story and they were to overcome this major obstacle, this major challenge in their life. And yeah, it's just a story, but on the back cover, guess what? There's a picture of you. There's a picture like, Hey, wait a minute. That's real. This is like, I mean, because if that was a front, front picture, the people like, Oh no, 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 no. Exactly, but I've seen, you know I've seen I haven't read it you know I've seen the pictures of it and, and on it and and uh, but no it's 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 drawn and I, I there are a couple of pastors that are in there it's just written and drawn for to address a kid really at their their level the way you would talk to, like you would talk to your kids yep. like your young kids when That's they were how I wrote little it. now the youngest what fourteen even you know yep. think of talking to them even before then yeah but um, so it just didn't stop with Fitch, Fisher's act. Uh, Sorry, Fisher, <laughs> Fisher's. Fisher's accident. Yep, and you went on to write more. I did. I did. I just kind of got in a groove. You know, I, I wrote them, and and I just felt like it, this needed to be heard. It needed yeah. to be out there. And it, it's not about me. It's not about Gary yeah. Wyland. It's about the next generation. It's yeah. about people in general of just like seeing that we can do hard things you know we just can't quit and uh you know book two i thought okay i gotta bring in a puppy right <laughs> everybody loves a dog everybody not just any dog no no fisher he's working a car accident because yeah. he's back on the job yep. and he's in front of the animal shelter and of course there's this little puppy looks all sad and uh you know fisher helps with the car wreck and then goes in to see why she's so sad and of course she stands up and she only has three legs so nobody wants to take her home because she looks a little different 
and uh, Fisher, you know what? He can relate to her a little bit. And uh, guess what? He adopts her and yep. takes her home. He realizes that she can do anything yep. that a four-legged dog can do. Yep. And so so now they've created this bond. And uh, Is that Stitch? Stitch is her Stitch name. Stitch is the dog, yeah. Yep. And uh, I'm sure you can imagine why her name is Stitch. Yep. You know, maybe it has something to do with the surgery. Smart. But, hey, See, there's hey, Gary thinking. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, what's what's funny is my life is kind of being played out in these books because my dog, we have a dog mm-hmm. that we rescued. Her name is Stitch. She rescued you. That's she, really, you I don't what? care what she people say. Have. The dogs rescue She us. may yeah. have. And uh, <laughs> it's very similar. She, uh, unfortunately, her, her and her brother were shot with BBs and mm. her brother didn't make it. She made it, had to have surgery. And guess what? She had stitches and there was a mark. And oh. so we named her Stitch. Stitch. So, uh, you know, my she's, life. And she's a famous dog and she, she knows is, it and loves she it. She is. And, uh, you know, books. So then I wrote books three, four, and five. And I decided these guys are going to go on some adventures yeah. together. And so they go camping and they go to the circus and they learn about fire safety and how to act during emergencies. And, and all the while, <laughs> they are both amputees. They both look different. They're the main characters in these stories. And it's, you know, I just, I want to normalize our differences. You know what I mean? Like we all are different. And so I don't want to address it. I don't want to say, hey, look at this or that. They're living their best lives and they look a little bit different. It's like Michael has a beard. Gary doesn't. Exactly. Gary Gary has a, 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 what is it called? Razor? The blade? Blade. The blade leg. Yep. I have two. Yep. You probably run a lot farther and faster than I can. <laughs> Sometimes. Maybe. I get up, and now I'm at 55. I get up, I make noises now. <laughs> <laughs> Knees pop. But. So you kind of touched on one of the other avenues is, you know, as you're talking about, you know, addressing, you know, kids' curiosity. And it's never, you know, I think the adults have the morbid curiosity. Kids are just curious. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they look at somebody different, and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, but with... with they s- they want to know... Just out of curiosity, yeah. not not out of yeah. uh, you know judgment or yeah. anything. They're just like really curious, yeah. like huh, how or cool. why or what is that? <laughs> and adults might want to go. Oh, I'm so sorry. Exactly. You're like I'm not exactly because though it is a traumatic event, what doors has it opened up? Not only children's book, but what you're starting to talk about there is is these speaking engagements. It's just not. Hey, let me tell you how I lost my leg, and I'm a firefighter. Yeah. Uh, on your shirt, there's a symbol, and for we'll have a picture of it. But there's an O, and it looks like an A. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, you know, it's it's it is uh, A and O it stands A-N-O. for adapt and overcome, mm-hmm. and it's something a mantra that I started early on in this process, and it's something that I've stuck to, and uh, it's kind of turned into a little something, and and you know, I have a little logo now, and I feel like I just. Whenever I put on a shirt or, or a hat, it's got my logo. This I just I feel like I can do anything, and and that's, you know, that's my message for the world is like let's let's do it. Let's let's just conquer this world and not take no for yeah. an answer. You know. And I want to ask because you know when people, and I call them motivational speaking. I it's to me it's kind of a, a cliche, but. It is motivational, inspirational, and it's more, to me, it's educational because some people will sit there and they go, oh, oh poor me. Like, I'm at this point, I have a little tiny splinter in my hand <laughs> from messing with the boysenberries. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, oh, poor me, oh, the pain. You know, you're going to talk about, yeah, well, 
<laughs> I lost a leg, and here's how I overcome. You, you don't go to the speaking engagements talk specifically about what happened. No. You're, you will. You, you talk about it. That's where it's, it doesn't start. It started before that. But it's this is the hurdle. This was that bump in the road, which is my road, as you mentioned earlier. No. So you're... What do you call them? In, what, how do you describe them? motivational, inspirational talks? I mean, what? Right. To me, I, that doesn't do it justice. But I know it's an interesting dynamic, really, yeah. because I, I, you're right. I don't focus on the injury. I don't focus on the the amputation. It, it's all about what I what I'm able to do after that. How how am I going to take this situation and make the best of it? not just for me, but for others and, and use this, like I said, is I really feel like it's been a gift that I can use to help other people. Yeah. And, and whether that's through my, what I'm doing physically, which is awesome, yeah. or, but more importantly is what I'm trying to do mentally. I'm yeah. really trying to build some mental strength in, in the next generation yeah. and, the, and, and any generation really, like it doesn't matter how old or young or, you know, male, it doesn't matter. Like you can literally do anything you put your mind to like, if I can be a firefighter on one leg, yeah. like you can literally do anything. So part of me is thinking this isn't the inspirational, motivational. It's more one of these <laughs> across the back of the head. It's like, hey, the limits that you have are only are what's in your in head. head. Well, I'm afraid. Fear. False evidence appearing real. That's my definition of fear. False evidence appearing real. There you go. So I think your false evidence, I'm guessing, was like, I can't be a firefighter. You know, okay, give me this. You, you, for a minute, you may have thought this. You yeah. know, I, I can't do this anymore. I won't be able yeah. to do what I what I truly love. You have completely yeah. proven that wrong. Yeah, I didn't know if it was possible. Yeah. You know, it was something that I had my mind set on. But you better believe I, there was parts of me that were like, uh, "Is that possible?" Like, yeah. I, I don't know, uh, but I'm going to try and see. And and it turns out that you can make the impossible possible. And I I kind of acquaint it when you have your your at church and. A speaker comes in, and you know it's not going to be a, a Bible study. We're going to talk about, um, you know, we're going to talk about what the Bible says. We're going to talk about how the Bible applies to our lives. I put that you in the same category because you are speaking, you know, your testimony. Uh, you know, is is, is is based off of Scripture. So you're you're really you are testifying. You are preaching, yeah. whether you consider that or not. And maybe there's something in there that people hear. A message like when we hear, you know, hey, you know, I've I was raised in the King James, and thou shalt upon thy throne, and shall sitteth upon thy, you know, yeah, no, we went New King James. I went in, I, you know, whatever it may right. be, but you know, you're you, you're, and I watched a couple videos where people had little snippets of it. You really bring it to a sense where you're not talking at them; you're talking with. Listen, hey, exact same things that you could experience. It's just your mindset. It is your determination, your competitiveness with yourself. <laughs> and I think you just show people that, hey, you know, don't be the Dowdy Thomas. Just just do it. Forget the fear. Yeah. Do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and when I when I'm speaking, I, I I talk about things that I've done and, and doing and others, what they can do. Um, but my, my goal when I leave a talk is to leave them with a feeling, you know, I can tell them all day long how I did this, 
and what I did and all that, but it doesn't apply to them unless they attach an emotion to it, unless they can feel it. And I want them to, it's kind of like the scriptures. You can, you can read the stories and know, know all the stories, but if you don't feel something, you're not going to really, it's not going to sink in. It's not going to mean something to you personally. And so, so that's what I try to leave people with is, is when I, when I talk about uh, what happened to me and what I was able to go through physically and mentally and spiritually and emotionally and socially is like, I, I do that so that they can connect and they can tie their own life to it and then be able to use that going forward in their life. That's, that's my goal. Some people hear this, go, man, what a great story. Wait, there's, there, <laughs> there, 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 there's multiple avenues that have this gone down. There's other major highways, not little side streets, major highways. So let's talk about one which you have gone into a, a category category of badassery at this point. Okay. <laughs> First of all, you've overcome and regained what you wanted to do. And what I believe you were one of the things you were yeah, that put was... on this earth to do as a firefighter to save lives, to rescue lives physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Yeah. You've written a book, which bridges that gap from the youth, to you know hey real life and, and introduce it in a way that's you know i think easy for them to accept and go, okay cool okay i get it yep. i get it you're talking to the adults so they're going hey my splinter in my hand <laughs> i'm showing i'm showing in my splinter it's right there yeah. it, it's it's a boysenberry thorn they they do they do hurt yeah, okay they, they do hurt they're pretty tender mm-hmm. I'm, telling, I'm telling you i believe you okay thank you <laughs> <laughs> but being the competitiveness that you have and wanting to compete against yourself um, and uh, I think you, you beat yourself quite a bit. Yeah. So you got involved. You said you were very active in sports yep. and, um, and whatnot. So some people think, oh, what do you do? Well, yeah, you, you got uh, involved in some of the, uh, what do they call it, Paraly- Paralympic activities. What's yeah. The, you yeah. were doing, what was it, something volleyball, seated volleyball? Doing sitting volleyball, uh, yeah, and that kind of led to uh, standing para beach volleyball. That's to me, you, you got me right there. I'm at the beach playing volleyball. We're good. Right. That's a lot of fun. Right. A lot of fun. Strap on a USA jersey. Are you kidding nice. me? Nice. Are you kidding me right now? Uh, you know, and... and your re- wife your wife sit there and go, it's my man. <laughs> Ladies, that's no, my man. No, no, no. Not at all. <laughs> no. Because, I mean, no. you, you come out there. I've, I've, and you're, you're a fit guy. You're a fit guy. I'm, I'm, I'm in shape. It's just more of a fair shape. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean... You kept doing that, so involved in the, in the city, in the, 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 the beach volleyball, other things. But there was something that most of us, yeah, most of us have just watched yeah. and sat there with our mouths open. How did the person do that? Oh, my God. I can't do the first three steps of that. You went and started to get involved into um, a little competition that eventually led into a major competition, but... Yeah, you started doing something which you have given your say. Was it the fan man? Oh, the fearless the, fan, the man. fearless fan man. <laughs> so people got to go to your Facebook page and look up what fan man is. Okay, yeah. But tell us who's fan man. So fan man was born uh, after I started training for Ninja. Uh, you know, this, this all goes back to goal setting. Mm -hmm. Like once you set a goal and every day you do something towards that goal, eventually guess what? You're going to meet that goal. And because I met the goal of returning to fight and fire, uh, 
that lit a fire, if you will, under me. And I thought, okay, what's my next goal? And what's my next goal? And what's my next goal? And it just keeps going. And so I actually was scrolling on Facebook one night. It was a late Friday night. And I saw someone, an uh, older gentleman like myself, said he was going to a ninja competition. And I thought, what in the world is a ninja competition? And uh, turns out it's very popular. And uh, they it's from the show American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. And they have these ninja leagues all over the world, really. But there's a bunch all over the country. And he was going to one. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I thought, hey, I want to do that. And, uh, you know, the, the next morning, I drove to Austin three hours away and competed in my very first ninja competition. And I uh, loved it. Fell in love with it. It was super hard, super fun. Uh, but started progressing through different levels. And I thought, okay. I'm getting some attention with my leg, of course. Right. You know, kids are like kind of staring, standoffish a little bit. Some are coming up and asking, which is great because I want to share my story. I want them to be comfortable around me. Yeah. Um, but I thought, how else? How else can I draw more attention to myself? Uh, and definitely, so, definitely not an introvert. <laughs> definitely not an introvert. No, sir. And uh, guess what? These guys. You know, some of the big ninjas, they have different suits or costumes or right. hair or whatever. So I thought, okay, I need to come up with something. Well, what, can I, what can I come up with? And I thought, okay, I don't know, uh, fire ninja, uh, you know, different things. And, and so it just kind of crossed my mind one day, well, I'm a firefighter, I'm an amputee, you know, I'm a ninja. And so I thought, wait a minute, that, there's an acronym there. F A N. Maybe, wait, Fan Man. Fan it man. rhymes. That's it. Okay. Maybe I'll just go with that. I'll, I'll just be the fan, the fearless Trademarked fan and man. copyrighted. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> right? And so... It could be a new book. Right? I, I actually... I've, yes. I've got a comic book series that I'm looking at doing with Excellent. the fearless fan man. So, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what comes of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm you, excited. I'm, so you start trying these little... These, these little... <laughs> I don't know, like the so you start going to these um, these ninja competitions, and that and I mean it's it's to me it's, it builds the agility, the coordination, the strength. Um, one, you're getting out there and you're you're spreading your message where you know it or not. Yeah, it leads to an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of opportunities. Uh, oh yeah, true. Yeah, but one is uh, this production company mm-hmm. finds me and they say, "Hey, we're making this." Uh, this video, this movie, this series uh, about ninja. Will you come be a part of it? And so uh, we got like the top three ninjas in the world and you. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, so, of course, I'm like, sure. What do I do? And so we if they followed, got some cameras following me around for a few days and did the competition. And now it's it's called Becoming the Ultimate Ninja. And it's on. Well, it's about to be on Amazon Prime Video. Awesome. and so Fantastic. Awesome opportunity to spread my message. And all I do during that whole time is talk about overcoming yeah. obstacles and challenges. Uh, and then after that... That wasn't enough. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I applied for the show American Ninja Warrior. And believe it or not, I got a phone call. Uh, they wanted me to come participate. So out of 70,000 applications, they picked 400 people, and I was one of them. That's so, awesome. Uh, I, I think it had something to do with my leg. I think it had something to do with my story. Maybe. I, I think the, sto- <laughs> the story is a good extra. Yeah. It is it, definitely a great extra. 
But so, I, I yeah. watched, and American Ninja Warrior, it just aired, what, April? April or May? Just uh, It was uh, June. Okay. Yeah. Don't buy this. It's already closer. August. Yeah. So just uh, recently, and everyone's like, oh, well, what can he do? Yeah. Go back and find the video and find out what he can do. <laughs> like I said, the first two uh, steps, nope, I'm done. Yeah, I know. Well, that crossed my mind, Mike. <laughs> I mean, it really did. I was like, how am I going to get past that? <laughs> it was, I watched the one where you get up to the, the, the log part. Yeah. And I see there, I'm like, no, yes, no, <laughs> yes, no, yes. I have really, I watched that. Part of me is like, now he's showing off. Oh, my Because you get out, you fling the leg over, because you don't have the ankle, so you can't hook an ankle. You right. fl- throw your, your blade over, you put your other foot on top of that, yeah. you're locked around the blade, and then you end up planking across <laughs> these two rolling logs. Oh, my gosh. And you kind of slip, you fall down a little bit, yeah. and you come right back up like, okay, that's showing off. Oh, my gosh. I wish. That, to me, I, I, I watched that, I'm, and I'm laughing. I'm like, he's showing off. Oh, my gosh. you got your son over there. My, what is it? my dad's an amputee. What's your superpower? All right. you got you know, your family's there, your friends are fa- Holy crap. Yeah. That is, I'm, it, and I'm not saying that because you're an amputee. That was impressive. You did that. I'm watching you like, look what I, I mean, I saw that in your face. Look what I just did. Oh man. You know, and I, and I owe all of that to, to my friend, my fellow firefighter, fire, my brother, really Ryan Pointer. He, he came with me and along with another friend of mine, uh, Corin Paxton. And, and they took me to dinner the night before the competition. And, you know, you've alluded to it, but I am a little bit of a competitive guy. (laughs) And, and, you know, I went that night before I am freaking out. I am, I'm nervous. I'm excited, but I am just freaking out because I don't want to let my family down. I don't want to let my friends down. I don't want to let myself down. I want to hit that buzzer and, and I'm freaking out. And my buddy Ryan, he, he did kind of what you said. He, he basically slapped me around and said, Gary, stop, stop. And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? This is so important. You know, he's like, it's not about the buzzer. It's about the journey. And you're here. You've arrived. You've already won. Remember why you're here. What's your purpose? Man, Mike, I tell you what, that changed my perspective. He was right. I, I wanted to be on the show because I wanted to show the yeah. world. I want to be on the world stage and say, look at, look at what I'm able to accomplish. You can too. Just don't quit. And then here I was the night before putting it all on my shoulders and saying, this is, this is about me and this competition and I want to win. And, and he smacked me around yeah. and said, Hey, it's not about you. And I'm so thankful that he did. And I came in that next morning with a totally different attitude. I wanted to be, have fun and live in the moment. And I really did. And, and honestly, like I, I sh- you know, my my true personality came out, man, because when I was on those logs, I thought, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm exhausted and I'm just I'm gonna drop. This yeah. is it. But then I thought, no. No, I cannot quit. I have to keep fighting. As long as I got breath in my lungs and any ounce of energy, I have gotta keep fighting. So how the heck do I get up? <laughs> and so yeah, man, I I reached back with one leg and missed and and then reached back again and got it and then Swung my other leg and swung. I mean, you I don't even from, know what You went happened. from face up to face down, pl- 
planking. He <laughs> was planking oh over two logs yeah. that rolled. No, it was. And then, you, like I said, no. you slipped down a little bit. Yeah. Fall. You slipped down, and then yeah. you right back into your plank. Yeah. That was show off. I'm oh sorry. That, I looked at that. <laughs> Dude, that was amazing. If you see my feet, you'll see that I tried to stretch my toes yeah. out, and I forgot. <laughs> that I didn't, I can't stretch my toes, and I and I. That's yeah. when I fell, you know. And I was, and but man, I was exhausted, but I didn't quit, you know. And that's that's the message I have for everyone. You know, when you see when somebody they get baptized when they come out of the water, that face. Bad. I looked at your face when you came up there. It was not defeat. You 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 saw. I would have liked to go on much. You came out with a big smile, and I just looked at that. I'm like, he won. You know, he won. It was interesting because I was, I, I hit that water and of course the very first thought was, dang it, yeah. I wanted that buzzer, but but I was so happy, yeah. so in, in, in the moment, and I looked at my son right when I came out of the water, and he his his look was like, how's dad going to react, because yeah. <laughs> he knows how competitive I am, yeah. and uh, he saw my big smile, so guess what, yeah. he had a big smile too, I you know. Was, that was a great moment. You know, everyone's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I, I wasn't oh in defeat. I was like, yeah, I would have loved to see you just keep going. But I'm like, that that alone, because majority of the people on this, let's just stick to the United States. Majority, 99% of us, that's probably, I can probably go 99 point something, something, something. Yeah. Could never do that. To watch you do that, but with your backstory of, hey, I went through... Even though I don't want to call it adversity, you went through some challenges yeah. that you have overcome to a, a place where I think you were extremely successful. Physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you, yeah. it, it shows in all those areas you have really overcome. There's, there's something I was reading something about you, and there's a couple of things that I, I, I know you, these won't be your, you know, these are your quotes, but it says. <laughs> Looking back at the unexpected trajectories of his life, Wyland feels that has learned some unique lessons. Quote, you better believe that I know how quickly life can be taken from you in an instant. And so, I don't want to take one second for granted. I'm using as much time and effort as I can to help others. Here's the important part. I have a calling. I feel like a purpose. I'm just rolling through. I'm just rolling with it and seeing what Heavenly Father has in store for me and my family. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about purpose. It's your why. How big is your why? You know, my kids, they're my why, and they're, they're pretty big. Yeah. Pretty big why. My other one is, as you said, being fearless doesn't mean you don't have fears. Being fearless means having the faith and fortitude to face life challenges with the power and passion that is inside you. I believe it 100%. That's, you know, it's, it's easy to read. That's a hard thing for us, for, for Michael, to say, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I told you my definition of fear, false evidence appearing real. I have a lot of fears. Can I give up sweet tea? I'm on half and half. This is just regular, <laughs> by the way. I'm drinking regular iced tea today. No sweetener. They put a big pack of pink, pink packets next to me. <gasps> but looking at your story, hearing your story, I really have nothing to complain about. I got a little thing in my hand from Boysenberries. Uh, I'm probably going to go get more when I prune them this week. But... I look at it and go, I really don't have much to complain about. I have both legs. My knees hurt sometimes. Yeah. Um, my adverse, my ad adversaries, my adversaries, <laughs> my, my obstacles are my lack of motivation, my lack of determination, specifically towards my health. I've got a few extra pounds on me and mm. I would love to get off. But I, I look at what you've done and... 
I, I don't have any excuses. And I think when people hear your story, they're going to think the same. I, I, got, I got no reason to say, oh, I can't. It's going to be hard. Yes, it's going to be hard. Absolutely. You went through pain, physical pain, emotional pain. Man, Mike. If and you're just like. Well, you know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. But, but what I like to say is that if you do the hard things in life, mm-hmm. life will be easy. If you do the easy things in life, life will be hard. hard. You know, my kid, you know, I, I speak to kids all the time. and I tell them if you, uh, you know, if you, if you have a test coming up, okay, you can do the easy thing and not study. study. And then the test comes and you fail. And nowadays, what happens? You lose your phone. Now that's the end of the world. Hey. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? And life is hard, right? But yeah. if you do the hard thing, and what's the hard thing? Study. Study, study for that yeah. test. And that test comes, you get a good grade. How's life then? You get to yeah. keep your phone and play with your friends. Life's a lot easier, right? So do those hard things. Remember that when you told me that you were in the hospital bed and your family, is, your kids are there looking down upon you, like, you know, almost defeated. Like you said, their yeah. hero is in need. You fell into the water. You came out of that water. And there was a picture, and there, it, was, it was really quick. There was a picture of your family and I think some of your other friends that are at yep. a location, I don't know, a home or a remote location. Yep. Your son's there with some of your friends. I think that is long gone. They looked at you at that time. When you came out of the water, they're like, that's our hero. Because you have, you have really, and I know you don't sound like the person's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hero. I've done this. You have really come through a lot. That's all fine and dandy, but yeah. it's what you're doing with that now is, to me, the most impressive. A lot of people could have given up. A lot of people could have been in the poor, poor, pitiful me, the pity party. Yeah. You have been like, nope, I'm going to get up every day. I'm going to thank God for this day. I'm going to look for my Absolutely. opportunities because every day is a gift. Absolutely. We all have a purpose. Yeah. We need everyone. We all have this power and passion inside of us. I really, truly believe we are so powerful. We just need to bring it out. And that's what I hope that I can show my kids and, and, and others, and, you know, is that just don't give up. Don't quit. Find what you enjoy and put everything you have into it. You will be happy if you do that. So we talked about faith. So, of course, I'm looking at faith. I'm like, there's a few scriptures that kind of talk about being challenged. So I'm just going to read them to you and then just tell me how it applies to you. So this is a, so there's, here's some scriptures like James one, two, the four, my brothers and sisters, be very happy when you're tested in different ways. You know that such testing of your faith produces endurance, endure until your testing is over. Then you will be mature and complete and you won't need anything. Right. So, so any, any of this I apply directly to our mental state and our perspective. If we can say, why is this happening for me? Then our lives would be much better. Endure to the end, right? We can absolutely do that. That is a great. Why is this happening for me? That's a great one. First Peter 5.10, and, and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. It's all about hope, right? You got to have that hope in Christ. And that's he has strong, firm, and steadfast. <laughs> he has, you know, when they say, you know, build build your faith upon a firm, you know, a strong foundation. You got one leg and you got one razor, <laughs> and you are 
your your testimony is just incredible. Got one more. Let's see which one is. Um, one I was th when I was thinking, and I, I think this could have been at least if I was in your situation, this would have been me. Second Corinthians four eight through nine. In every way, we're troubled but not crushed, frustrated, but not despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. I would cling to that where my fingers would be bleeding, clinging onto that scripture <laughs> so hard Yeah, because I would have to have that if I was in your situation because it wouldn't be 10 months of me coming back. It, I, I, I have faith, but hey. I am a small little mustard seed, my friend. That's all we need, that, man. That's all we need. Second Corinthians four thirteen. You can all do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, like it, it's it's scripture. It, 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 they're only words until you believe them and put them in action, and then it becomes scripture. Then it becomes part of you. Then it becomes real, yeah. man. It it really is real. It's all about how you you take it and that spirit that you have. Yeah. Uh, I, I truly believe we're all here for a purpose and a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Uh, and, and if we can just see it that way, that it is, it is to benefit us and those around us, and it will change your world. One day we leave this world, and we leave behind our legacy. What do you hope your legacy here on earth will be? If you were to sum it up, if, I don't want to say you write your epitaph or right. your obituary, but, you know, as I always say, so when we're all gathered and we're hanging out for your celebration of life and, man, Gary's a great guy, still owes me 20 bucks, <laughs> but, you know, having fun. But what is it that you hope that you, what do you want your fingerprints here on earth to be? Yeah. You know, people ask me this from time to time now. And so it, it's a hard question to answer, you know, because I just, I want my kids to just be the best that they can with what they have and be happy. You know, um, as far as a, a legacy, it's, I, I hope that I can inspire others to, to, find what their true purpose is on this earth. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're starting to find it? I do. I do. I, I've spent uh, 10 years in the fire service uh, helping people physically on their worst day. Mm -hmm. And I really, truly believe that I will spend the rest of my life helping people mentally and, and building some, some mental strength. And I'm, I couldn't be more excited about it. it. It gives me chills to think that I can play a little part in that. And, and I just, I enjoy it. And Spider-Man was here talking to him. He says, you know, sometimes you see, you know, you see your, the fruit. You know, you, you, you go to a birthday party, you go to a house, a hospital, and you see a child is down and lift their spirits up. Um, I don't know if you told, heard, but I says, you know, he says, you know, Sometimes, you know, Spider-Man gets a gift on the way out, and, you know, just sometimes they get something to help them, you know. Not that they're ever asked for any money, but sometimes, hey, here's a, here's a love offering. Um, but I told him, I says, you know, but the greatest gift, the greatest gift you won't receive till one day when you leave this earth, open your eyes, stand before the Lord. Well done, my good and faithful <laughs> servant. 
and you receive, you know, as everyone says, you know, I just, I'm just going to do the visual image of it, you know, you receive your crown. And upon that crown are many, you know, precious gems and jewels, you know, for what you have done here on earth. Not, we're not working towards that. That's just your reception. Of course, we know we just lay that down at his feet. But yeah. I always say that, you know, when, when you say, you know, what's your purpose? We'll know one day. In the twinkling of an eye, I think it all just becomes very evident. Yeah. And all these people that have been involved in our lives, in your life, that you have pulled from houses, cars, accidents, whatever it may be, um, that how you affected their lives, people that watched you uh, competing in these ninja competitions, people that saw you nationally, globally on American Ninja Warrior, people that have got their children those books, have read those books, people that have been in your your um, your speaking engagements that those seeds that have been planted by you sometimes nurtured watered sometimes pruned yeah. sometimes pruning hurts yeah, yeah. but it's needed um, you my friend I think you're going to have just an amazing crown and you've got a, a beautiful life thus far I can only imagine it getting better and man it's it's not about me yeah. it, it truly isn't like I really I really want people to just be inspired to be the best that they can and and feel a uh, feel the Lord's spirit. Yeah, yeah. I really that's really what I want people to feel inside of them, whether they can acknowledge that or not, or what it is. That that's really what I want to do. And I think through what you do in all of your activities, sometimes bringing the gospel to people is difficult. We all have you know. Well, I'm this religion, or I'm this religion, yeah. I'm this faith, I'm this faith. Yeah. You know, it's we we can all call them what we want. Um, you know, through you know God's message. You know, there are, are different faith messages are a little different. You know, but if we, yeah. we break it down, you know, what you know, still, what was the greatest commandment given to us? Well, there's the Ten Commandments. No. Yeah, there there's there's ten unless you watch the the you know. Greatest story I've told. There was twenty, and Mel, Mel Brooks dropped, you know, ten. Love thy neighbor. Love, as love, I love thy neighbor. The greatest commandment is to love one another. Yeah. So, you know, through through Spider Man, through what you're doing, um, you're not. I don't believe you're doing it. Hey, look at me! I look what I did. You're doing this. Is look at what you can do. You are, as a fireman, you reach your hand into the fire to grab that person, ask for help, and you pull them out. The person is stuck. You pull them up. Um, you are offering that hand to pull people up. You're not giving them a hand out. You're giving them a hand up. Say, Absolutely. listen, whether you want to look at it, your physical challenges, mental challenges, spiritual challenges, yep. there is a higher level. Absolutely. And uh, Gary, I commend you on that, man. I, I am in the presence of greatness. Yeah. No, really. Um, I'm, it's an honor to, to meet you, and we've only really given the, the, the thumbnail story of uh, the Reader's Digest of, of, of your life. Your life is still being written. Um, and, dude, uh, I'm, I'm thankful to have this opportunity to meet with you and, and hear too. your story. I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to yeah. share it. Yeah. So people want to find out more about you. Obviously, you sure. have... Um, you have a website, you have a Facebook page. What's the best way? If they want to find out about Adapt and Overcome, they want to find out, hey, I've, I've had some physical challenges. Yep. Yeah, uh, my website, GaryWeiland.com, W-E-I-L-A-N-D. Um, 
It's, it's got me. It's got my speaking engagements. It's got my books. It's got my adapt and overcome apparel. Um, it's got a little bit of my volleyball and I have been dabbling in bobsled and skeleton as well, Mike. And you're nuts. You're now. Now I know you're crazy. People have to. Well, what skeleton? Uh, it's now we're talking Halloween. Go look it yeah. up. You're nuts. So you're flat out crazy. I I don't sleep. I, you're, I, you're you basically get in a very slickery <laughs> suit, put a helmet, little tiny helmet on, get on this sled that's the size of a like a crock, lay down on an ice luge or you know if it's in the ice or the, the concrete things, and just go as fast as you can. About ninety. <laughs> Yeah. Nuts, my friend. All right. Well, hey, dad jokes. There we go. Why are cops and firemen similar? I don't know. They both want to be firemen. Ooh, there's a lot of truth to that. What kind of ears do pumpers have? Engineers. Hey. There we go. (laughs) Um, Why do firefighters in Greece make uh, every fire worse? I don't know. Because you're not supposed to put water on grease fires. Oh, dang. I think I learned that somewhere. And I already told you, why does the uh, Jeopardy fire marshal look out of the window every morning, early in the morning? Why is that? Because he needs to have, why doesn't he? Because he needs to have something to do later in the afternoon. Right. Keep us right. busy. Right. Yeah. Putting the wet stuff on the red stuff. But even more so, you've been sharing a lot of love. And uh, thank you for that. And uh, no doubt, you've got a very proud family. Uh, and, and also, no doubt, you're raising a very strong family, uh, not only for the Lord, but for this community, and both of which are very important nowadays with this uh, time of life that we're in. Yes, sir. And uh, that's the goal. That's the goal. Give them all the tools and knowledge and, and hope they use it for good. <laughs> no doubt. And if people want to get a hold of you, just call 911. No, don't right. do that. Don't do that. But, right. um, you know, one day I'd, I'd like to come down and visit you at the station. I love fire departments. It's just been a lot of fun. And maybe it's because sure. I wish I would have gone that avenue. But uh, like I said, growing up with a kid when my dad was with uh, 3M Company and, you know, AFFF and ATC, the, the foams so cool. that they fight the fire with, mm-hmm. I'd be in there and dad wore his turnout gear, had dead white 3M all over, and I got to go and ride in trucks in the fireboat, yep. L.A. County fireboat, and see him do all that. There is, um, there is truly a neat camaraderie uh with the firemen to, to go into a firehouse and see the firefighters there and like i said it's i'm, I'm glad that you know most stations have an open house you can come in there and visit so yep. maybe i'll just i just came back from a nice fishing trip i'll have to bring some big packages of the, some bluefin tuna deal and see who can cook it absolutely you know, like we'll, we'll all sit down and cook it together man yeah, break bread and fellowship yep Gary Wyland, thank you very much for spending some time with me. And, uh, Thanks I for having me. appreciate the folks here at uh, Crazy 8 Sports Bar and Grill in Denton for uh, say, hey. Yeah, they're awesome. Have you met Gary? <laughs> and uh, Gabriella was the one that said, hey, you know, why don't you want to interview him? I was getting ready for an interview, so I'm, I'm very thankful. I'm blessed. Cool. It has me been too. a great time. So a little bit longer than I thought we would, but thank you very much. So. No problem. Thank Gary, you, sir. Thank you. It was you. a pleasure. Well, we're going to finish our time here at uh, Crazy 8s. Remember, Texas is just not country music. It's music country.